welcome to go deeper this is another episode of my host esperance uh, this is going to be um, part one of a series called one christianity and uh, this part one is going to look at statements of jesus christ and um, this is going to be some not all but some of the statements that jesus makes throughout the gospel the gospels and um the aim is to show the uniqueness of Christ Jesus because um, Jesus is the cornerstone of our faith. Right? He is the, as um, Hebrews says, that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Right? So starting with uh, the first claim in Luke 6, 1 to 5, it reads, On a Sabbath, while he was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked and ate some heads of grain, wrapping them in their hands. But some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? And Jesus answered them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priests to eat, and also gave it to those with him. And he said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. So the Pharisees were kind of like uh, offended or angry because the, the disciples were eating in the grain fields. First of all, you're not supposed to be in the fields uh, in, on a Sabbath, right? It's a day of rest. And then they're eating. And so they, were, they took offense in that. They asked Jesus, Why uh, are you doing what is not lawful? And then Jesus answered them, He said, On David, who entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence when he was running away from Saul. So it reached the point where he was hungry, there was no food, and then he entered the house of God, ate the bread of the presence, which only the priests were allowed to eat. And Jesus is kind of like hinting on how he is greater than David because he's he's the Lord of the Sabbath, right? And claiming this or hinting this is implying or saying that he is the Lord who created the Sabbath, like He is the one um, who was then creation who blessed the Sabbath. So um, this is a statement that Jesus made, and this is only unique to Jesus, right? And what I'm going to say is that what I, I wanted to, as I started saying that this are unique, the statements that are unique to Jesus, no other person can make this statements none have ever existed and none will ever exist all right moving on to um, the second statement or claim this uh is from read in john 10 22 to 30 this is uh one of those that jesus made and was almost stoned for careful john 10 22 to 30 and i read at that time the feast of dedication took place at jerusalem it was winter and jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of solomon so the jews gathered around him and said to him how long will you keep us in suspense if you are the christ tell us plainly jesus answered them i told you and you do not believe the works that i do in my father's name bear witness about me but you do not believe because you are not part of my flock. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. 
My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So, um, Jesus here is uh, in is in Jerusalem in the temple, and um, the Jews just the Jews just come to him and they're like, "Just tell us if you're the Christ." The Christ being the title um, in the Hebrew, it's Messiah, Christ is the title in Greek, which means anointed, the anointed one. And the Jews were waiting for a Messiah to come. But um, at that time, the idea that they had of the Messiah had shifted because they were under Roman oppression and um, they, they were expecting the Messiah to be one to come and first of all rule as a king and the, in the kingdom uh, remove the Roman uh, rule over them or like empire and the oppression that the Romans brought um, establish again the law and everything so they were just expecting that type that kind of messiah right uh, and and, and so they were like, if you are the one, if you're the Christ, if you are the Messiah, the anointed one, just tell us in simple words, plainly, just say it, right? But And Jesus answers them and saying, I have told you, but you do not believe. And how has he told them, right? That should be the question. How has he told them? Jesus had made statements before this, actually, that are kind of like that we're hinting to who he is right but they did not believe they only saw jesus as a man they only saw him as um like a like a miracle worker or as a teacher and everything right but when he was making those uh claims and i will read more later on they just didn't believe and that's what jesus says i have told you do not believe in me even the works that I do bear witness about me, right? The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness. So he was saying that the works that I do bear witness about me. So I have told you, you don't believe. The works also bear witness, but you, but you do not believe, right? And he says, because you're not part of my flock, right? So the Jews did not believe because uh, they were not... Uh, part of his flock and this is uh when jesus uh actually is speaking about um, being a good shepherd and all that and so um he is telling them then in verse 30 that i and the father are one he claims to be one with the father this infuriates the jews who heard who heard that because in the next verses they pick up stones and they want to stone him and jesus uh, verse 31 to 33 jesus asks them what for i've shown you good works and for which of those good works are going to stone me but then the jews said that it's not for a good work but because of blasphemy because you being a man make yourself god so they understood that when jesus um said that i am one with the father he is basically um, claiming to be uh, one with God equality with God in in one sense um, 
and he's making himself God. So they knew that that is blasphemy. No man can make such a claim. And this is why this is unique to Jesus. Only he has ever made such claims. And the Jews, knowing um, what he was saying, they called him a blasphemer. Like, it's blasphemy for you to to make such um, a claim. It's amazing how the Jews understood what Jesus was claiming and yet did not believe in him because they only saw him as a man but also um, it saw that what had been prophesied could uh, come to pass another point that I can make is that uh, some people say that Jesus never uh, word for word said I am God uh, worship me this and that he never said that but the statements that he made he implied that right he implied that he is god and that is why the jews wanted to stone him if they if he had not made such claims they wouldn't have even like stoned him stoned him the greatest offense for the jews was a person claiming to be god remember that the jews revered god right and no man was equal to him so if a man tried to equate himself to god that is blasphemy that person deserved death right to them that is how strict it their belief was and so when jesus comes and makes those claims they understand that he's saying hey i am god and uh they're enraged because they don't believe in him to be God. They only see him as uh, a man, as just a human being, right? Moving on, John 8, 48 to 59, another one passage, the, uh, the one which Jesus says, before Abraham, Abraham was, I am. When he makes that statement again, they want to, um, they, they pick up stones to throw at him. And him uh, saying, before Abraham was, I am, hits again to uh, Exodus 3.14. So when God sends uh, Moses and Moses asks God, if they ask me who has sent me, what shall I say? The reply or the answer, God answered him saying that, we read that 13 to 14. It says that Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel, I say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they said to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? 14. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. They straight in their minds went back to um, this same chapter right him saying before abraham was i am that is the same that is the name of god right and we see also in the epistle of john that that jesus makes other statements uh, of him being the bread of life the true vine uh, the seven i am statements of jesus uh, in john 6 48 he says i'm the bread of life um, for your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat, that one may eat of it and not die. So Jesus is saying essentially that I am the bread of life, not like the manna that your ancestors ate in the wilderness and died. I am 
bread of life and the one who eats of me will live right and this uh this is one of his statements that he makes in john 8:12 he says i'm the light of the world right in uh john 10:7 to 9 he says i'm the gate 10:11 he says i'm the good shepherd and this again uh, the the good shepherd kind of like hints to um old testament uh, Psalm 23 which is very famous uh the lord is my shepherd right god being the shepherd of david but also god there's the theme in the old testament of god being the shepherd of israel and also it also hints again to the shepherd at that time the, sh- the shepherds at that time uh the high priests and the pharisees and the scribes who were the leaders at that time and who were not leading like in a good example but jesus says i am the good shepherd in uh, malachi chapter 2 god um is has like a case against the priests who were supposed to be the shepherds of the people at that time was supposed to lead the people but they had led the people astray right and he's rebuking them and in in malachi 3 he says there's a messenger there's a the coming messenger who's coming jesus comes and says i am the good shepherd saying that unlike the shepherds in in uh the old testament the priests and them and even the shepherds at jesus time who have not been able to lead people in the path the right path and lead people in the path of god i am the good shepherd the one who will i um i uh, i laid down my life for my sheep so he is kind of like saying that he is a greater greater than those shepherds but not only that he is the shepherd of his flock of his church of his um of his people right so um that shows significance of who Jesus is and then john 11 25 i am the resurrection and the life this again uh the statement was actually spoken when lazarus had died and jesus was coming after some days and uh his sisters they come when when jesus has arrived they come they're crying but then uh jesus said to uh, martha and and said i am the resurrection and the life he who believes in me though he may die he shall live and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die right so um jesus is telling martha that he who dies believing in me and this is the hope for those who have who, who uh have their faith in christ jesus that even though we die in, in this life there is eternal life waiting for us and the statements become and the statement becomes a uh, um more solid or substantiated by his resurrection right because if jesus had not resurrected our hope would be in a dead uh, savior but he is not dead he is alive and i'm going to speak more on this in part 2 right the sixth statement is john 14:6 i'm the way the truth and the life uh so jesus responding to thomas question on um how do we know where you're going and then jesus saying i am the way the truth and the life right and this is an exclusive statement because we live in a world of 
pluralism where people believe that there's so many ways uh, to God uh, all religions lead eventually to God and uh, so Jesus makes this ex- exclusive statement saying that I am the way the truth and life notice that he doesn't say I am a way a way meaning that he is one in so many because we live in a world of pluralism where people believe that there are so many ways in which a person can be saved but Jesus makes uh, the exclusive claim that I am the way the one and only way to God and this is as Christians is what we believe the Jesus is the one way to God is the I mean is the way to God the only way to God and uh, the only way through which we can be saved the last seventh statement is John 15 1 which says I am the true vine so uh, this also has Old Testament significance because in the Old Testament Israel is addressed as the vine right but the difference is that in the in the Old Testament Israel being the vine it did not bear good fruits so God removed it and we see that in the New Testament Jesus is saying that I am the true vine and if anyone abide if you abide in me you will bear fruits he that's what he's telling his disciples so on the contrary so he's contra- contrasting the old testament vine being israel to him being the true vine notice how he says true vine uh, so he is not like israel the, the the israelites the vine that could not bear good fruits he is the true vine and in him those who are in him bear fruit the fruits that um the fruit that the father wants right so these are some of the claims that jesus makes and statements statements that jesus makes and uh these are only exclusive to him because as i said they're unique to him exclusive to him because no other person has ever made this statement and not only that but like he backs statements right he says the works that he does bear him witness but not only that we see that the, all the statements can be backed up by his death and his resurrection right so in part two i'll be talking about the death and resurrection of jesus christ